Speak, Lord, for we, your servants, are listening. Open us, Lord. Open our hearts, open our lives, open our ears, open our minds to hear you proclaim to us. Come out, live, that we might walk in you, Lord Jesus, for you are the resurrection and the life. Speak, Lord, for we are listening. Amen. Amen. Uh, yesterday was a, an important day in the, the church calendar. It was March 25th. You know what was important about yesterday? Anybody? What happens in nine months? Christmas. Yesterday was the uh, annunciation, the announcement, when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and said, you're pregnant. <laughs> Didn't quite say it like that. But he said, greetings favored one, the Lord is with you, and I'm going to use you to make the world whole again amazing, right? So, so the, the church, uh, largely, mostly, mostly we think of it as a Roman Catholic thing, and that, that's good. Ro Roman Catholics, they're, they're faithful folks, and they, they do amazing things, and so taking a, a, a page from them every once in a while is a, a good thing for us to do, because it matters that, that for God, the, the second person of the Trinity, Jesus, to, to become human to, to save you, it, it makes sense that first he became an embryo, right? That, 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 that God came to us through Mary, right? I mean, I mean think about it, right? He, he, he became smaller than a dot to save the universe. Isn't that amazing? That's the Big Bang, folks. <laughs> right? That, that's the power of who God is and what the Lord does and, and who Jesus is as He came down to redeem, to save, to deliver, to restore all of creation. And, 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 and as, as theologian Chad Bird said, says, uh, the incarnation wasn't an internship. And what he means by that is, is Jesus, part of the Holy Trinity, stepped aside from his divinity to step down to earth, and he's still human. Think about that. Think about that. Think about how much our world went in, up, in upheaval when the, the, the prince and Meghan Markle stepped away from their royalty, right? That was a huge deal, right? This is Jesus, the one who breathed creation into being, stepping away from that divinity to become like you and me. That, that, that matters. And, and he's still human. It, it, wasn't an inter it wasn't a temporary job to become human, to become incarnate, right? I mean, all, all my growing up years, my dad was a, a Lincoln driver. He drove a Lincoln. And then one day, he, uh, he pulled into the driveway with a Cadillac. But it wasn't his, he rented it because he wanted to test it. 
before he drove it and purchased one. And you know what he did? He bought another Lincoln. <laughs> right? I got you. That's buttering up to your boss. <laughs> right he, he he didn't like it he he got to try it before he he, he bought it right that, that's not what jesus does when jesus becomes incarnate that's not just for his time of saving you it, it means that jesus stepped into humanity put on human flesh forever think about that why 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 what what would compel jesus to step away from his full divinity to climb into a womb to go through puberty can i get an amen to endure the cross what what would compel jesus to do all of that and the answer is you you not 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 you specifically but y'all right jesus became human to deliver y'all i'm still working on my southern accent (laughs) right He did it because he wants to deliver all of humanity. He wants to restore all of creation. He wants to make right everything that went wrong. And the only way, the best way, the the most beautiful way, the most poetic way was to put on our skin and become like you in order to deliver, in order to save, in order to redeem all who bear the image of God. And he did it for all time. He did it for you. He remains that way for you. And, and, and that, that's what today's gospel is about. That's, that's what this story of Lazarus being raised up is all about, right? It's a, I mean, it, right, we talked last week about the signs in, in John, right? Jesus didn't perform miracles, he performed signs, and each of them built. There were seven of them, and this is, this is the, the sign, the sign, the one that everything was building, building towards. Everything was, was leading up to this moment, and as we read at the end of our gospel, th- this is the one that, that, that got him crucified, right? This, this is the one that made people mad at him. There was other stuff, of course, as well, but, but man, w- what he does, what Jesus does in raising up Lazarus, it's, man, it's, it's, it's the appetizer, it's the, it's the down payment, it's the deposit of the power of Jesus for you. This is him getting ready. This is the pregame warm-up of what he's going to do in your life. And and it's also the the appetizer, the pregame meal of of what he's going to endure, of how he will deliver you, right? I mean, there's, there's so much going on, but, but 
it, it can all be boiled down to this. Jesus has power over death. Amen? Jesus has power over death. Man, if, if you don't hear anything else this week, hear this. Jesus has power over death. Amen? This is why we gather. This is why we worship. This is what matters. And, and I love the, the whole story. There's so much. We can't go into all of it, but there's, there's so much. And uh, man, I, you know, he's got Mary and he's got Martha and, and he spends so much time in Bethany. This is where he spends leading up to his death. Uh, th- this is, this is, these are his people. And, and Martha runs out to him and and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm so, you know, I, if you would have been here, my, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus is like, well, hold on. Give me a minute, right? D- do you believe? And, and, and Martha's response is, yeah, yeah, I believe, Jesus, that, that, that you are the resurrection and that, that you can raise, the, that you have the power over death and that in the last days, your work will be done. I, I believe that. And Jesus says, hold on. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. But, but the power of Jesus for life isn't for some time later. It's for today. Today. That's, that's what Jesus says. It, it's not about the last days. It's about today. Jesus wants to give you life today. That's his promise. That's his work. That's his power. That's why he came. To give you life. Today. 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 I mean, that, that's, that's what it's always been about. That's what it's always been about. Right? I mean, do, do we really think that the one who was there and formed all of creation doesn't have some tricks up his sleeves? To bring hope out of hopelessness. Right, we, we've talked a little bit about hope on our Wednesday series, and, and, and I, I just want to revisit hope, right? I mean, th- that, that's what the story is today. That's what the, 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 the theology, the doctrine of the resurrection is all about. That's what Jesus gives us a foretaste of here, is the, the power of the hope of Jesus in his life over death. And in our, our, our English language, hope, as we understand it from Scripture, man, hope, is a, hope is a lousy word to articulate the truth of what the Bible says. Right? When we talk about hope, we, we, we really are saying hope so. Like, I really hope my bracket does a little bit better. Right? I, I really hope that when I get home tonight, I get my favorite meal. I hope that promotion comes through. I hope my politician gets elected. I hope the sun will come out miraculously and we'll get to do our extravaganza outside. I, uh, hope, as we use it in our language today, is like, I hope so, right? It, it's an optimistic uncertainty, right? 
hoping for the best, is optimistic uncertainty. You don't know what's coming, but man, you hope it's good, right? Isn't that how we use hope? That's not scripture. That's not how we understand resurrection. Man, I don't know if death is coming, but I hope Jesus is there. Guess what? Death is coming for all of us. It's coming for all of us. Thanks be to God that he gives us more than just optimistic feelings about a thing that will knock on every one of our doors. Biblical hope. Every every place that biblical hope shows up, the words in both the Greek and the Hebrew Old Testament, every every place it shows up, it's not this optimistic hope for uncertainty. It's, It's a certainty even when things are unknown. Do you see the difference? It's a certainty even when there's unknown realities in the present. That's what hope is in Scripture. That's what God gives us in hope. That's what the power of Jesus, as he gives us a taste of it with Lazarus being raised up, is that, that man, there, there are times when life is hard, when death knocks on your door, when it, it feels like death is knocking on your door, when dreams are shattered, when lives are, are, are crushed, when purpose and identity, when all of it, it, it crumbles under the weight of, of, of sin and death and, and challenge and relationship struggles. Man, man, the, the thing we know about life is we don't know what's coming. And it's going to be hard. And if you're not in a season of struggle, get ready. Right? Like, I hope so it's not, but get ready. The power of who God is and who Jesus is and why Jesus came from heaven to earth is to give you a certain hope even when things in the moment are unknown, are dark, are hard, are challenging, even as your heart is broken and you don't know which way is up and you're stumbling around in the dark. The hope of Jesus is assurance. Assurance that the God who came and gave you life isn't going to abandon you to death. He's found a way to bring you life. Not just in the sweet by and by, but today. His promise is that He wants you to live life now not just in the last days. Certainty. Assuredness. That the work of God, even when you can't see it, still holds every step of your life. That's Jesus. That's why He came who he is as uh, as you have encountered uh, those impossible times maybe it's a horrible diagnosis death of 
your spouse, your child, loss of a job, loss of your future, financial insecurity. Have you ever thought or said out loud, I, I, I don't have the strength? Have you said that? Or, or, or maybe you've heard someone that's going through it that says, I, I don't have the strength. I don't know where tomorrow's going to take me because I don't know if I can make it to tomorrow. Have, have you been there? Have you been in that season? Can I tell you the power of Jesus? When, when we say, I don't have the strength, our response is, of course you don't. He does. He has the strength. He has the power. He is the one where our strength comes from. Right? In other words, he, he doesn't, like, there's not a bank that has a, a, a storage unit for God's power that we can go and lean into when we're struggling. No, the, the power of God, which is accessible to you, when you're struggling, when you don't have the strength, when you don't know how you're going to get up out of bed in the morning, when you don't know where your next meal's coming from, when everything is crumbling around you, the strength of the Lord. So he says in that moment, I'm here. I'm here in the midst of this. He is the strength. Enough for today. Enough for today. Man, have you been there where you don't know where the strength for tomorrow is coming from? And you wake up tomorrow and you got enough strength? That's how God works. He shows up. He shows up. I mean, think of the manna in the wilderness. Gather enough for today. Don't worry about tomorrow. I'll be there too. I'm not leaving you. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to orphan you. I'm here. I'm with you. I'm for you. This is Jesus. This is the power of his resurrection, the power of his hope, the power that we see a deposit of as he cries out to Lazarus, come out, and he does. Oh. I, I love the way it says in verse 43 and 44 of today. It says, Lazarus, come out, and he comes out. And everybody is, I mean, could you imagine being there just completely speechless? I mean, have you been in those situations where something surprises you such that you're just dumbfounded and you can't speak and you're not, I mean, you don't want to miss it, but you're like not aware, like, is this real life, right? I mean, that, I imagine that's what it was like. And, and, and he says, come out, and Lazarus comes out. He's still covered. He's still wrapped, right? Because when, when people died in, in, in first century Palestine in, in the Holy Land, man, they were wrapped, and they were wrapped, and they were wrapped, and they were, they were cared for, and they were loved. That was the, the dignity that they gave to the, the, the deceased. And so he would have been wrapped and all bound up. And man, he was still covered up, but he walked out. And 
And Jesus says to the people, unbind him and let him go. You know what that means? That means you and I have a part to play in helping people live their life. Right? You and I have a role to play. Jesus can do what only Jesus can do. You and I, we, we can't raise anybody up from the dead. Did you know that? Did you know that? J Jesus can. He's the one that comes and brings life. He's the one that comes and says, live, come out. He's the one that says, I've come today that you might live, right? Je Jesus does what only Jesus can do so that you and I can do what you and I can do. I mean, that's our role. Th that's what we're called into. Jesus takes care of the capital L life, but man, do, do you have people in your life that when you're with them, you laugh a little easier, maybe a little deeper, your food tastes a little better, your conversation goes a little bit more all over the place and you love every second of it? Do, do you have those people that, that help you drink deeper into the goodness of life? that help you peel back the stench of sin and death and the devil that clings to us all. But you know what? Jesus is the one who has a claim on your life and he looks at you and says, live. And then he sends you to go and sweeten that life for others. Whose life are you going to sweeten this week? Final point. It's, it's the shortest verse in the Bible and, and yet one of the most beloved for many reasons. It says Jesus wept. I mean, that's beautiful, isn't it? Jesus weeping. And, and all kinds of things have been, have, have been made to, to point at that. This is the humanity of Jesus. This is the tenderness of Jesus. This is what it means that, that Lazarus, some argue, it was his best friend. I mean, isn't that beautiful? He, he, that, that Jesus wept. I mean, that, it's comforting for us when we are weeping to know that Jesus is not distanced from that but he's right in the thick of it with us. There is such beauty in that. And I, I don't want to make too big of a deal of this, but I, I think there's something beautiful about it. Right before it says that Jesus wept, he's there with Mary and the others that are mourning, the other friends and family that would have been there. And, and, and Mary says to Jesus, come and see, which echoes the same words that were said to Nathaniel by Philip in chapter 1 of John when they were talking about this man who told me everything I've ever known about my life, the one that Moses foretold about, the one that we've been waiting for, the Messiah, he's here. And Nathaniel was like, ah. And Philip said to him, come and see. Come and see. I, I think it's 
okay for us to recognize that, that part of Jesus weeping was, was certainly Lazarus and his relationship and all of his fun, but friend and all of that, but, but I think there's also an element that, man, Je- Jesus in this moment as he was raising up Lazarus, as he was defeating death, was also preparing for why he came. Not just to raise Lazarus up, but to raise you up. And the way he does that is by dying for you. As Caiaphas said, one man ought to die for the whole nation. Caiaphas, the one who was the most responsible for the crucifixion of Jesus, was also the one who prophesied that the death of Jesus, that he thought he was getting his way, was ultimately working out for God's way to raise up not just Lazarus, but you and me. This is Jesus. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see in the name of Christ.